think for a moment, what do you remember most from your high school or college classes? This is Dana Hebriard and Cindy Camp. We teach a class at Aquinas College that focuses on helping young people become world ready. You might be surprised to know that career is just one part of this class. We actually spend just as much time studying relationships, happiness, and citizenship. The best part of the class, though, is partnering each student with a mentor who's enjoying retirement in the second half of life. Instead of focusing on a generation gap, we talk about a generation swap because we know there's so much to learn from each other. Stay tuned for a conversation with one of our swap mate pairs. Welcome, everybody. We're really excited to be here today and chat a bit with some of our swap mates at Aquinas College. And so my name is Dana Hebriard, and I'm here with my friend, Cindy Camp. We're co-hosts here. So we have today Dave Camp Schulte and Grace Ballin. And we are talking to them about the mentoring relationship that has happened over this semester through a course that we teach at Aquinas College. So perhaps Dave, maybe you could just jump right in and tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, I'm 68 years old. I've, if you look at my head, you probably think I'm older, but uh, uh, I've had a career in education. And since I retired in 2008, I have, uh, uh, continue that career as educator through mostly through Ali at Aquinas, but I also have my own uh, little business called Amazing Circles Workshops, where I facilitate and teach teach classes. And I have uh, and a, a parallel path to all of this is I've been a hospice volunteer for the last thirty five years too. So uh, these two things, these two paths, sometimes cross uh, a lot. Well, and thank you, Dave. Uh, Grace, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I'm 21 years old. I'm a junior at Aquinas College, um, currently studying psychology. Um, some interesting stuff about myself, self, sorry, is um, I've been on the cheer team in high school since eighth grade. So I started in eighth grade and then did that all the way through high school and through college as well. I really enjoy um, hanging outdoors, hanging with some friends and really just enjoying the atmosphere of life and being able to connect with people. Well, and this has been an unusual year for, for everybody, but for you, Grace, I know that you've been totally uh, remote and virtual this year for Aquinas. How's that gone for you? Yes, so that's been really stressful actually, just because of the whole COVID thing transition. Um, at least from my standpoint is it's very difficult because I'm at home and I can't come into college to get that in life college experience, but so far it's been good. I think over time I've adjusted to that, especially since it's been over a year now. So speaking of adapting, we've used to have these connections where our mentors and mentees, or as we call it, swap mates, how the, you could connect and meet in person. And this has been all virtual. Um, so I'd love to hear a little bit about your first impressions. Like, so tell us a little bit about when you first met each other and those first impressions. Um, so my first impression of Dave was that he had a very bubbly personality. He was very nice. And he knew everything he was talking about when it came to his career, his goals, and really what he had a good mindset towards. And I think that was something that I truly valued and something that I took to heart when it, when it re I came to really getting to know him as a person. So I took away, I took a lot away from getting to know him. 
And I would say, Grace, with you, the first time I met you, uh, you struck me as somebody who was very confident, very outgoing. You never know when you're having a one-on-one -on -one relationship with this person, I'm going to have to really draw things out of this person. That was not the case at all with you. And you're uh, really open to uh, understanding yourself and, and taking emotional risks. That's, uh, I mean, it is, it's very obvious to me. And plus, you always have a smile on your face because oh. like, I think that's why we bought it because you're both smiley people. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and you know, it's interesting for us to find out in each of your lives, it, something new that you have um, a behavior, or a new idea or perspective that you feel has really made uh, your life better. Sure. Uh, well, I do a lot of uh, uh, reading for, for stuff. I love, number one, I love to read, but number two, I like to read, I, I need to read nonfiction books. And so oftentimes you, you, oh, you, you say, oh, that's great. But then out a day later, you forget it. So I went to marking little pages and going back after I finished the book and taking notes in a spiral notebook. And uh, it's been really helpful for me because I, I, I constantly go back and reread those notebooks and uh, instead of just something sounding interesting, it's, it's stuck in my brain now. And I can refer to it not only in the talks that I do, but also in just uh, everyday life because they're, they're uh, uh, a lot of inspirational stuff. Grace, do you want to tell us about something new that you have, uh, you know, adapted or read something that you feel has improved your life recently? Yeah, so I think just so I actually currently have a tutor. So she has helped me a lot through college and really navigating the whole social media aspect of online classes, of online work. So that has been super helpful because I meet with her about three to four times a week. And I think just navigating all of that has really changed my perspective on what I want my future to look like. Um, Dave, I know that one of the books that you read recently was Tribe of Mentors. And you were so helpful as we thought about the questions that we wanted to ask our SWAT mates at the end of this semester. One of those questions that you suggested was about success and failure and how, although we all, you know, strive for success, failures are often the things that we learn so much from and wanting to ask each of you, if you have a, a favorite failure that you would say has really helped you learn something or take a different direction in life as a result. Well, it's funny you asked this question because Grace and I just uh, covered this one in our last meeting. And for me, uh, my failure was going through college the first time. I, I got to the end uh, the last semester and I said to myself, I have no idea what I want to do. I uh, thought I was going to want to be a lawyer, but I realized that that didn't have the passion or the grades for that. And I thought, man, I should just drop out of school. But I was only a semester away, so I, I finished off. But uh, I just and I paid for, I paid for this by myself. And so I'm thinking, boy, what a waste of money I just did. On the other hand, I had a lot of social uh, uh, benefits to, to this experience, but I, I never, and I was telling Grace, I didn't take the step back and say, what really speaks to me? What are my strengths? And I did that afterwards and I realized education was where I needed to go. And I did that, uh, but it took me a while to reach that point. And I think that point would have been reached quicker if I had not just had the blinders on and think I just, boom this guy will do this coursework. That's a reassuring example because I think, you know, we're working with young people finishing college and yeah, a lot of times there is uncertainty, even when you've done a lot of prep for what the future is going to hold. Uh, Grace, what about you? A favorite failure? Yeah. So mine really doesn't relate to college, but it relates to like personal relationships. Um, so like in my past, I, um, 
I've dated people have been kind of with like the wrong guys. And I just think going through tough times and going through like not being treated right, I guess that's something where I've learned what I deserve. So it's, that's something where it's not as like a mistake, but a growing experience. So I think through that, I've kind of learned how to self-love and like be there for other people. So that's like my favorite mistake, just because I think without that, I wouldn't know how to grow as an individual. And I'm sure that's something that so many people who are at your stage of life can relate to. Yeah. Um, a lot of experimenting with getting to know people and relationships. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, the next question is for Dave, is the, um, the mentor role in this relationship. It, Dave, in what ways have you been able to live, would you say more authentically or being more true to yourself as you have moved into this second half of life? Uh, I, I've been involved in a lot of group interactions and uh, in those group interactions, people open up and they really express themselves and their, their true self. And if, if I have to also do that myself, if I can't expect others to do that, if I'm not willing to do it too. And so that has really caused me to be much more authentic, uh, you know, so it's, it's easy to get wrapped into the persona that I'm the happy, positive, smiley, enthusiastic guy. But it was one, one student said to me, he said, Mr. Camp Schulte, you're really interesting because you're a really funny person, but you're serious too. And so that to me spoke to that I was reaching that, that goal of trying to be authentic. And I'll ask you a follow-up as well. Uh, young people get a lot of advice from, you know, people who are older what piece of advice do you hear often given that you would say, just ignore that? Uh, I would say, so often people say, follow your dream, but your dream has to have some kind of practicality to it too, because you got to be able to support yourself with your dream. So you got to combine the two. You just can't go off riding the, the horse looking for windmills. You, you got to have some practical side to it. We'll pause for just a moment so that I can reintroduce you. Uh, today on Generation Swap, we're talking with Dave Camp Schulte and Grace Spillane, and they were paired this semester uh, as a sort of mentor and mentee for a class at Aquinas College. So Grace, this question is for you. Um, as you think about life after Aquinas, because you are graduating, what else would have been helpful to learn from role models in your life? Whether it was career, you mentioned relationships uh, just a minute ago, personal growth, anything that might be important to you as you're kind of moving on to that next chapter. Yeah, so I think the one thing I wish I was taught and someone would give me a piece of advice from was to have a positive mindset, because I think mindset is everything in school, your career, whatever you decide to do in life, not just what you're going to do after college, but that is something where it's going to carry you far in life if you have that mindset, because no matter who you meet in life, you may have a bad day at work, you may meet someone you may not get along with, but at the end of the day, you have to carry on. So you have to be able to stay strong and power through it. Yeah, that sense of grit and resilience, we don't really dig 
into enough, I think, in, in our academic lives and our, our careers, but definitely you touch on something that's been, you know, really important, especially something that's come to surface with the pandemic, particularly. How do we sure. have that um, sense of- We've all become so isolated once we're in this little bubble of not really being as social as we used to be. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Well, these next questions are for both of you. So when you were growing up, did your parents or other adults encourage you to think deeply about who you really are and what you want to do in your life? Dave, do you want to go first? Sure. Uh, no. The short answer to that is no. Uh, you know, it was, it was all, I was raised Catholic, so, you know, the religious experience was just all very rote being in church, going through these uh, day after day, endless procedures, every same every time. Uh, I, I really uh, started thinking deeply, uh, I would say when I hit college and we'd end up, you know, just staying late, up late at night talking about stuff. And, and also about that time, I started reading a lot of uh, nonfiction type books uh, about life and psychology and philosophy, especially so, but no, growing up, not, not at all. It was, you know, I, I just had a set routine and I, that routine did not vary from day to day. I was an altar boy, I was a paper boy. I played sports, uh, you know, uh, did my homework. It was just, and, and I never took a class uh, at all that, that, that encouraged me to think. And that's why ironically, when I started uh, in my high school career, the second half, I had a class like that and students really, uh, loved being able to do that. So you taught a class like that, Dave? Yes, experiences and living. And Grace? Yeah, so I was taught at a very young age to get into like my education, my hobbies. So at a young age, I really got into singing a lot. So that's how I kind of pursued that, did choir all the way through elementary school, through middle school, high school, college. So that was something I definitely enjoyed doing. It inspired me not only as a hobby, but kind of following that as a career path. Um, Cause that's something I'm actually minoring in is um, music. Cause I found a lot of inspiration doing that, not just for my physical health, but my mental health. And I think that's something that a lot of people can find interesting and find inspiring for all of us. So. And that sounds like something that you tapped into yourself. Did you get much support from parents or teachers when you were young in terms of what you really wanted to do? Yeah, so at a young age, my parents were very supportive. They always signed me up every week for singing lessons with someone one-on-one. -on -one. They were very encouraging and having that family support, I think definitely showed as I got older because I think for a long time as a kid, I was just like, I just want to grow up. I don't want to live with my parents. But I think the older I got, the more I appreciated all those things that they did for me. So for the past couple of months, the two of you have been developing a relationship, getting to know each other, that swap mate relationship where you're learning from each other. Um, as you kind of leave this, and, and hopefully this relationship continues, but if, if you were talking to somebody else who might be interested in the swap mate program, what would you tell them about the importance of intergenerational relationships? Dave? I would say it's really been important for me to uh, be paired with Grace because, uh, Grace, you uh, g give me a new perspective on life. You know, all my friends are my age, and uh, my grandkids are too small, 
and my other my, my kids think they know it all. So it's really it's a it's, it's been a nice break because it's uh, it gives me a window of what's going on, how I can be able to relate to younger people, and especially when my grandkids get older. And you you always tend to think somebody much younger than you really is kind of in the learning stage. And Grace, I've learned so much from your responses. That's not the case at all. It's been kind of a equal uh, partnership, I guess. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Grace, what about you? If you were going to tell somebody about, uh, you know, the program and, and what's the value that you see in doing this, what would you say? Yeah. So if I were to suggest this to someone else, I would tell them that it's a great learning experience and it's important to be able to have conversations between two different people who grew up in different eras and like different generations, just because it's something where, um, you're able to really see like their perspective on life later down the road and be able to get like life advice where there's certain things I haven't experienced yet where I can kind of have that visualize of what to expect the older I get. So that's something I really have taken away. And I really do appreciate you taking your time, Dave, to become my partner in all of this. So it's been a great experience. I second that emotion. <laughs> well, I think that's really our hope because you know, a student can have uh, people who are supporting them, like parents and advisors and professors, but there's something about having a, another adult in your life who's just there to really wish you well, to be that sort of cheerleader for you, mm -hmm. and to give that perspective of what they've learned in that second half of life. Uh, Dave, because I know you've done so much with education, I'm just curious because we know research shows people in the second half of life tap deeper into what they really want instead of what other people are expecting you to do. And, and just wondering if you have any final thoughts about that for us. Oh, that, that that's very true. I often, in fact, I just had a conversation last week with somebody, I think back of my, and that's even more particular to this, my generation, my parents' generation, my dad retired, he was tired. You know, he sat in a chair, watched some TV, played a little golf, played cards, and that was it. But uh, my generation seems to be continuing on doing exactly what they want to do, but still uh, giving back to the community. And I, I mean, Ollie has just been the perfect vehicle for me as, as an educator. I, I couldn't ask for anything that I could, I could do this indefinitely. You know, so, maybe we should just, Ali being the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, where people right. 55 and up take classes. So you take classes there, and I think you teach classes there, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think as you would probably, you know, um, have more information than me, but research shows that continually learning and kind of engaging in those deeper conversations or service of self. So the community involvement, I think really helps to just um, improve the quality of life too. So we also see, I think that happening and you were mentioning um, your generation, it, I see so many individuals like Anne-Marie Post, who is also a SWAT mate and was one of my coworkers. And she is very active, you know, um, after her, now doing her own thing, things that she wanted to do. So I love that she talked about pickleball or getting involved in different community organizations. So Dave, are there other things, other examples that you see um, in your own life or things that maybe you and Grace talked about that you would wanna share? 
I think uh, as you get older, you, uh, I, in my case, in my own case, I hear from other people too, because we talk about this, I run a lot of discussion groups. People say, I really don't care anymore what people think about me, where earlier in my life I did. And I really kind of steered my way I reacted and acted around people, but now I don't care. I'm, I feel freer. I feel like I'm my, my authentic self more often. And I think that's that's really true. You, you That's a huge stone on everybody's shoulder when you're younger. You know, what are people gonna think of me? Yeah, both, both from a job perspective and a personal perspective. And uh, I think Grace's generation is getting rid of that uh, burden a little easier and quicker than my generation did. Grace, we'll give you the chance to have the last word here. Anything else that you'd like to add? Yeah, so I think like from his perspective, I think that's very true because like, I know from my perspective, like as a kid, I'd always be like, okay, what does this kid think about me? What does this kid think about me? But I think now that I'm an adult, I think I kind of try to brush things off my shoulder just because like, you can't hold a grudge against someone for the rest of your life. So that's something where I've kind of learned to just let things go. And that's something I think you learn the older you get on how to mature, how to communicate with people and really how to um, expand friendships and not only that, but be able to forgive and move on. So um, we are so grateful to both of you for joining us today to talk about your swap mate relationship and for being part of the class this semester. Dave Campschulte and Grace Belain, um, we thank you so much and thank our listeners for joining us here on Generation Swap. This is a production of the Aquinas College Advantage Center, and you can find this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, um, or you can visit our website, aquinas.edu forward slash generation swap. Please subscribe so you get our newest episodes as soon as they're available, and we're looking forward to swapping stories again with you next time.